Howdy gang, thank you for tuning in to Back Country and Barbells. Joe Shamanic here, and this is a another edition of Fitness Friday, guys. Hope this episode finds you doing well in the midst of the new normal, the new crazy, um, the whatever is going on. Um, as it looks right now, from for me in particular, uh, you know, my main gig is teaching middle school, um, health and PE, and we're done for the year. Uh in particular, at least with live classes, but right now it looks like we're all sorting out a new way to work remotely. Um, I've remote coaching is something I've done for a long time uh, with adults, and in in particular for personal training and weightlifting and things like that. But have not done it um, in such a with such a large scale of students. So we're all scrambling like that. And I imagine some of you guys are doing that as well. Whether you're trying to do remote meetings and figure out how to work from home, hopefully you're able to find some way to get some work done, to be busy, uh, to feel useful, and honestly to keep paychecks rolling in. Uh, I know right now we've been pretty fortunate from from our family uh, to keep that going, but uh, we also have some friends uh, who have not been so fortunate and they're in the scramble mode trying to work that out. So um, thoughts, prayers, and all that stuff are going out to everybody here. Uh, who's struggling with uh, with that with that new normal and that work thing? Hopefully, uh, podcasting, getting ready to hunt, uh, getting ready for training, uh, being active and being around with your family is enough to alleviate some of that stress and keep you happy and healthy. So we are thinking about you, and um, man, we're all we're all trying to work out that new normal right now. But um, does not seem to have. Um, an end in sight, but, um, so, so make the best of it. Uh, a couple things that we're doing right now is, um, uh, homeschooling has gotten pretty intense. We're in a pretty awesome situation with my kid's school, but man, uh, it's one thing to have control over your classroom, uh, and 150 kids on your roster and you finally have that process dialed in. And then with this one, just to scramble, um, and to be working with three elementary school teachers to work out that for your own kids, really different, really interesting. So, uh, if you guys have tips out there for your homeschooling and how you've made it work, let us know. Um, one tip I'll put out there to you is you should always have a backup activity for each kid. So like, you know, um, you know, you got your kids on their thing. Dad, I'm done. Help me. Dad, I'm done. Check this. Um, Dad, I'm done. Look at this. That can get really nerve-wracking, and it can really ruin your train of thought. So what I've ended up doing is we do block out the day for certain content periods, and for each content thing, I'll give the kids uh, one activity that's like a like a long kind of mindless one. So Mason's reading chapter books, so I know he's got to get that book done. So... He can always go back to that. Hey, Mason, when you're finished, don't come to me and badger me about it while I work with Charlie. Instead, put your, you know, get into your chapter book and then I'll know that you're done and then I'll come to you when I'm done with Charlie. So having a system like that in place for each kid. Um, so Mason can, Mason's reading chapter books. So that's his backup activity. Um, Charlie really likes to color with my gel pens. So I'll put Charlie on a coloring activity um, when she's finished, and then I know to check her. And then Lucy is learning the alphabet. So what we end up having with her is sorting out her alphabet cards so she can put them in order. So I know when she's playing with her cards, she's done. So it's taken a while to train them up for that, but having that backup activity if you are at home teaching multiple kids really helps. So something to put out there. Um, I've been teaching for a long time. Um, that's always nice when you can grade and check things on your terms. It's a better way to do it. So just make sure you set the terms. Don't let your kiddos kind of steamroll you and have them set the terms because that can get really crazy. So 
And also, don't be afraid to let kids figure it out. You know what I mean? With that in mind, quiet time's okay. It's okay for them to be bored. It's okay for them to have to work something out. It's okay for them to not get it. It's okay for them to search for a way to figure it out. I think when I, whether I was an early teacher or even as I came back into this kind of homeschooling environment, I'm like, oh, man, um, I'm trying to do it for them, but I forgot. No, no, no. No, 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 they have to do it. That's part of the learning process. So have a backup activity, um, force them to do the work. And, uh, you know, there's always a couple more minutes later on to do it. So, I mean, there's a lot of us out there dealing with that. If you have a really cool homeschool tip, um, go for it. Um, also, if you're looking for homeschool activities in terms of PE, uh, f- check out my Instagram feed at underscore coach dot Joe. Uh, my kids are running the gamut, doing some cool stuff. Um, that's been a lot of fun for us to do. So get after it. Um, so the topic of the day, guys, is footwear. I had a question in particular about why I'm wearing barefoot or excuse me, why I'm lifting barefoot most of the time. I do a lot of my strength work barefoot. So when I'm squatting, pressing and deadlifting and even going through my auxiliary work, I really like to be barefoot. I think the more you can be barefoot, the more you can make your feet work, um, the better. Uh, you'll build up calluses, your feet get strong and, and walking, on kind of uneven surfaces is really good for your feet. I, when I am not wearing specialty footwear, I'm generally barefoot and I try and do as much as possible. But I do wear some specialty footwear and I do, there are some, there are some things that you should do to um, protect your feet. So um, if you go back to this Instagram post, which I will um, also put into the show notes uh at 12 o'clock is me being barefoot that is my general mode of operation especially now don't have to go into work even while i was at school in my own classroom um, i would be barefoot walking around and um again i think that's the best way to strengthen your feet let them work let them stretch let them figure it out so that's the thing that i'm doing then if you look at the post going over to about two o'clock are my everyday use shoes and they're just regular regular converse um the reason i like to wear things like a converse or a van or 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 a skateboard shoe is it's a i look for a zero drop shoe a shoe that's just flat and and i actually the longer i wear these shoes the more i like them end up beating down that padding don't have a lot of cushioning but the other thing is by by doing it that way your foot and and the shoe kind of evolve with each other and become kind of melded you know if i put if you ever put on somebody else's shoes you feel the feet are different well the longer you have a pair of shoes the better so i mean i've had these shoes for going on the third year um and these are what i wear every day they give me enough traction i like the low top because again i want to force my ankle to work i don't need a lot of ankle support to do nothing i don't need a lot of ankle support to run around and if you look at the post even going to um five o'clock the trail running shoe that i wear I wear a zero drop ultra trail running shoe called the Mountain King, and these look a lot like my Converse. They have a wide toe box, they let my toe work, they're a zero drop shoe, not a ton of cushion in that shoe, but they are flat, but the reason I like this trail shoe is they're super light, um, when they do get wet they dry early, or they dry easily, and what's on the bottom of that shoe is a really deep tread, so where I'm wearing these... Um, you know, I run a lot in my Converse. I play basketball. I, I play sports. I run with the kids. I teach in the Converse. Um, but if I'm going to handle steep, wet, kind of unforgivable, unforgivable terrain, or if I'm working like a trail race, um, I wear those those Mountain Kings. I'm going on my uh, going on my second season, so about 18 months in that shoe. And again, I'm not someone who buys a lot of new shoes. I I I read a book 
called Born to Run uh, many years ago, which I would really recommend, and I'll throw that in the show notes as well. Check it out. But in that book, they cited some research that said um, the more cushion on your shoe, because your feet have so many um, nerve receptors, the harder your feet are going to work anyway to find the ground. And and do that. I mean, you put a heavy bottom shoe and ask a kid to sprint, and you hear pound, 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 pound. You'll do the same thing too. But when you put them in barefoot, you can achieve certain speeds and go fairly fast, but they sound like ninjas. So I'm always thinking about that. Can I act like a ninja with these foot on and do, do the shoes promote that? So I'm always looking for a zero drop shoe. It makes my sh- foot work. And I'm not really looking for cushioning. I'm looking for protection. So I like a hard bottom, but generally pretty flat. And I think actually I'm moving more and more towards these ultras. Um as an everyday use shoe. They're a little bit more expensive, but I like the toe box. I don't have to get them a half size big, which I do if the converse. Um, and, uh, you know, they're honestly get what you pay for. They're a little bit better shoe too. So, and then if you look at the post too, you have a shoe that you'll see at, uh, um, seven o'clock and that's my weightlifting shoe. Um, this is for the sport of weightlifting. These shoes, uh, those white Nikes with the red laces, they'll have a bit of a raised heel, um, and yeah, that's going to help you get into a little bit more easier of a squat position. If you guys feel like you are not able to hit depth or when you hit depth, you're having some low back pain. You just, you know, one thing to try is putting like a chip plate, a two and a half pound plate or some kind of riser underneath your heel. You'll instantly see that you can get a little bit more depth. Now I squat barefoot. I don't do that, but you know, this shoe does allow me to get into a squat a little bit better, but the reason I like these shoes is they're super flat on the bottom, which is gives me a lot more surface area to push through. And, um, you know, that surface area to push through really allows you to produce more force through the ground and into the barbell. And we can get into a lot of weightlifting specific technique, but these are the shoes that I wear for weightlifting. And when I'm talking about weightlifting, I'm talking about snatch, clean and jerk. And that's where I'm you know, you can imagine picking the barbell up, sliding your feet out, and then dropping under the barbell. Um, you know, in, in the same way that basketball requires a specific footwear, in the same way tennis, um, baseball, or, or any of your sports have their specific cleater shoe, weightlifting's the same. It, it's specific for that. I don't wear this to do my strength training. I wear this to do my weightlifting practice. So if you notice when I squat, when I push press, if you notice when I'm deadlifting for strength, I'm barefoot because I want to make my feet work. But when I go into my weightlifting practice, um, that's when I'm doing snatch, clean, and jerk. And a lot of times you'll see me doing that from blocks or risers. I'm in these shoes, and I love them for it. I've actually, these shoes were given to me secondhand. A gentleman named Ken gave these to me um, when I was training in Hawaii. They were he they were too small for his feet, uh, perfect for mine. And uh, I've had these shoes, those weightlifting shoes, those white ones, those white Nikes. And again, what's cool about these is buy a high-quality one, and you only wear them when you weightlift. So I've had these shoes for, man, I was... Uh, Around 2011, I got these shoes. So they're going on 10 years old. They're still pretty fresh. They do the job. Um, They're an awesome shoe. They're well bit. That's the Nike Romello. Um, Those have gotten a little strange and weird um, in in recent years and kind of high-techy looking. Um, And vintage weightlifting shoes are are a market of their own. And these aren't vintage, but they're a great model. They're, They're a little heavier it's a great platform. If you've ever been in a John boat, uh, these are like John boat shoes. Um, really good for weightlifting. And the last shoe you'll see that's around that um, 
that 10 o'clock position is my boot. Um, I wear the CH ones from Under Armour. Uh, wifey hooked me up with these. Uh, they're a light shoe. And for a lot of the reasons with the other foot, you know, the terrain that we cover in the elk woods or hunting can be really slippery, really, it can be really wet, it can be really nasty. This shoe gives me um, the same kind of preference as the the um, ultra running shoe, but in a, in the boot form. There's a nice durable cage around it, and honestly, I, I almost didn't get these shoes because of the BOA system. I thought it was kind of gimmicky, but honestly, it does what it says. It allows you to really customize the the feel of the shoe or excuse me the feel of the boot within with your foot inside of it so there's two bows per shoe um and you can you can really customize the feel of around your foot and you can really customize the support around your ankle and it's quick easy on um easy off if you need to um get into a a boots off situation and put put the put the stock on quiet you can do that but i think the cool part about these boots is they are really water resistant and um you know when i first got them i I was slugging around puddles um and it really held up now there is a gap um in the ankle so if you go too deep um it's going to get into that gap but man if you can keep the water below um even that first boa you're gonna be okay um and the other thing that was surprising about this is for a a non-insulated boot they're pretty warm uh, especially if you're moving, I don't think I would recommend sitting in these if you're like a whitetail guy or or if you're kind of, um, you know, you're glassing up a spot and you're not going to be moving and it's cold, wouldn't recommend it for that. But for most of your hunting, especially if you're backcountry hunting and we're talking about early elk season, even into, even here into western Washington where um, the late season elk into early November this year was pretty mild, I even wore these boots on a snowshoeing trip. And the reason I would say I wouldn't recommend sitting in these is uh, I was fine. Uh, I had a really, I had that durable, heavy um, Ellsworth sock in there that we've talked about quite a bit. Check those out. Uh, if you go to our uh, show support or our partners page, you'll see a link to the Ellsworth socks. Check them out. But the heavy sock in there really held up even in a snowshoeing situation. We're talking about while we were snowshoeing, five inches fell. It was snowing the whole time. But where it wasn't good is me and the wife stopped for a bit of a snack at the top of the mountain for about 30 minutes. We were making hot chocolate, talking, and, and the feet did get cold. So not good for those sitting situations, but great stuff. Um, well, there it is. That's a rundown on my footwear. I spend most of my time barefoot. Um, then the next time after that, I'm in a, a pair of Converse. And then after that, it's some specialty shoes. I hunt in a light boot. I weightlift in a heavy lifter. And I do my trail running in... Um, next to nothing as much as possible but somewhat some deep tread so what are you wearing let me know hopefully this helps you guys hopefully get you even thinking about your feet you know feet are uh feet are really an afterthought i think for many people you know what's what shoe looks good no um any consideration you give your footwear make sure your toes have room to work make sure they protect the bottoms of your feet and honestly uh, make sure you're comfortable in them comfort is probably the biggest indicator of um, if a shoe works and if it's good for you so listen to your body and don't be afraid to uh, try things and let us know what you're doing guys backcountry barbells is a fun show it's a fun project for me and jeremy hopefully you're enjoying it if there's anything we can do to make it better let us know but until then guys if you are enjoying it uh, let us know with a review uh let us know with your comments on instagram you can find me at underscore coach.joe or you can um you can head on over to the backcountry and barbells instagram page at 
backcountry and barbells and we'd be happy to take your comments there's a bunch of you guys uh, working through base camp thank you dave for um posting some of your personal workouts to me i think it's really cool to see you going so um if you're like dave and travis and jeremy and tim and and some of the other guys uh who are reaching out to the show um please uh, we're trying to build a little community and uh, we're trying to hook you guys up and hopefully you're doing well under the current circumstances until the next one guys train hunt and live the best lives possible and thank you <laughs>